My name is Birdie and I'm a medium. That means I can communicate with spirits amongst other things. I started seeing spirits before I can even remember. I grew up feeling cursed, but now I am taking control of my abilities. My name is Robert and I'm an energy worker. That means I'm in tune with the flow of energies that surround us. I'm immersing myself in the paranormal to discover where my path will take me. Welcome to our Spirit Diaries. Hello and welcome to the Spirit Diaries. This is Season 4, Episode 4, and my name is Birdie, and I see dead people. <laughs> Hello everybody, my <laughs> name is Robert, and I'm an energy worker and the co-host of this show. I, um, I've been asked recently over on YouTube what I, I have reference to the other things I see. And I, it's not just dead humans or spirits. Um, it's a little bit of everything. I'm a little bit of a weirdo in the medium realm. So we will get to that in time. The biggest thing I can say for those of you who have questions about what certain things are, what we're doing in this podcast is sharing things from our point of view in that stage of life. So even though we know some more insight now, and even though now we may know what things are that we've mentioned in past episodes or current episodes, we will definitely circle back and touch on that later. But we do want to keep true to the story of how we were feeling and what knowledge we had at that point in time. Because we just, we didn't know much. We were completely naive to the paranormal. And lately, I don't know if it's because we're involved in more paranormal communities now, but I feel like the world is way more open to the paranormal now than they were about a decade ago when this happened to us. No, I completely agree. I would have never told someone that my apartment was haunted back then, whereas... I mean, I've had recent conversations with coworkers talking about this story and how we had a haunted apartment and they were like, oh man, that sucks. And then here's my story about things that have happened to me. And it's like, everyone's so much more open with sharing now yes. than they were 10 years ago. Yes. The narrative has changed. And back then, you know, we knew nothing at all. We were blind. Uh, we, as children had a very small glimpse into the paranormal with a few paranormal shows that were around back then that I know I mentioned in my part of the podcast story of there I seen a few ghost adventures seen a few paranormal states and overall I was pretty much too scared to watch them because I knew spirits were real and I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to know it right. almost bothered me it was not it was a little bit of comfort that there was other people who seen spirits, but it was not comfort finding out how scary some of them could be. Right. And I think at that time, too, it was before both of us overcame the knowing is accepting feeling. If we, we felt like if we knew too much, it would attract more things because we were clearly open to it if we were willing to learn about it type of 
feeling. It made it real. And we were also both brought up in Christian households that very much did not acknowledge the paranormal. And I had my own childhood experiences of very (laughs) witchcrafty things I did and interests that I had, which was very much in line with Satan and that religion. And I, I was afraid of being evil. And we'll hear more about that as my journey progresses. And I have some audio clips of some sessions and conversations I've had with people uh, where I address that very concern. And I, I was terrified that I was cursed. I was terrified that I was a bad person and I had an evil soul. And that's why I seen evil things. No, oh, and that was something you definitely had to overcome. Yeah. So continuing on in the story, we came back from our hiatus and renovations had been done in the apartment and the wall was moved. Badly. <laughs> and it added to the weirdness. It did because they, instead of pulling all of the trim off because it was on the wall that had the door jam or moving the door. They just ended up pulling all of the drywall off of that wall. And I'm assuming putting some sort of wedges or spacers inside the wall and putting new drywall on. So the drywall now sat completely flush with the door trim instead of having that extra like inch of space. It was just one flat wall it almost made the room feel sunken right which added to this water sinking feeling it had it, it it almost amplified the strangeness so we tried to come back fresh it was new the apartment was fixed the mold was solved and maybe that got rid of the weirdness right And we both made a vow before we walked back into apartment hell that we would make this place great again. Ew. No. (laughs) No. 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 Oh, Jesus. No. Nope. Nope. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Oh, my God. I have to change this. I mean... Let's just make it to where we're going in with a fresh start. <laughs> yes, a fresh start. <laughs> okay, I walked straight into that. That was awful. So, we <laughs> oh man. So we came back <laughs> and things just got even worse. I we ha- we had our pet chinchillas and all of a sudden there were these huge nails that were in their cage and they kept carrying around in their mouths and we could not find out where they were getting these nails from. These weren't just normal like drywall nails either. These were like four inch like deck nails. Like they were big and nails. Thick. Yes. And the chinchillas just kept finding them. And it was very reminiscent to how the razor blades for me 
just kept appearing. They kept coming and they were coming from nowhere. And now it was happening with nails and our little sweet chinchillas. And the humidity in the apartment was building up and getting worse. And if any of you are familiar with chinchillas, humidity is very, very bad for them. They have really dense fur. Um, it, it can make them sick. So unfortunately, we had to do the best thing we could for them. And we ended up letting this older couple who let chinchillas free roam their house and snuggle with them all the time adopt our chinchillas because we were terrified that this spirit and this darkness in the apartment was going to kill them, especially with them now having access to things that can harm them like the nails and the humidity just kept getting worse and we were right we just didn't want to see them get hurt no or worse we'd rather give them to a home that could protect them versus keep them in a situation to where we might see one of them die exactly around this time we were kind of feeling very lonely in the apartment because they were our friends they hung out mm -hmm. we got to Watch them do their dust baths every night. and Shout out to Gabrielle and Cleo. <laughs> I miss you guys. I hope you guys lived a great life. You know, chinchillas live for a long time. Maybe mm -hmm. they're still around. If you guys are still around, I love you little nuggets. <laughs> well, they were super cute. And so at this point, the apartment was feeling very lifeless. And we decided uh, my little brother had been super excited that we got an apartment he mm -hmm. thought it was the coolest thing in the world that we had our own clubhouse and yeah. he wanted to come and hang out so i talked to my dad and we ended up letting him come spend the night one night so he came over it was actually pretty quiet spiritually or there wasn't anything really happening. Yeah, him him actually being in the apartment was really strange because the energy almost got better. The more people we had in there, the more the energy raised and the better it was. And we didn't tell him anything was going on. And no. we didn't think anything harmful could come of him visiting. The worst thing that could happen is that our, our, our place was a little spooky. At, at the end of the day, there was just... I mean, what really was happening? There was a ghost dog. There was shadow kids. Things moved around. We felt angry and depressed, but he probably wouldn't feel that. So what really was the problem? Right. And like you said, the more people we had there, the better it was. It was almost like whatever was there would like retract because it wasn't sure how to react to a new person. Yeah. And we were so skeptical. So we still kind of didn't believe that really anything was going on you know maybe a little haunting a little more intense sometimes a little okay other days but overall why it shouldn't prevent us from hanging out with your little brother right so he ended up coming over we had a lot of fun and we played games we played video games board games all together um i think at one point we had like a karaoke rap battle <laughs> and we had a lot of fun. We did the karaoke rap battle and just joked around all night, had a lot of fun, ended up watching TV and movies at the end of the night, mm -hmm. popping some popcorn, eating some snacks, you know, the things you do on like your typical sleepover, sleepover hangout. 
Um, I wanted to make it fun for him. So we ended up getting tired and deciding, you know, we're just going to go to bed. He was going to sleep in the living room on the couch. And in the morning, we get up and go grab breakfast or figure out something to do for the next day. So we went to bed and he was a little creeped out. We hadn't told him anything about the apartment, but he was just creeped out being in a new space. He... Just saying he was creeped out is an understatement. He was getting relatively wigged out to the point where we had retreated into our room. Right. And we had actually discussed letting him sleep in our bed. Yeah. He was... I think 10 at the time. 10? He was He was a little too old for it to be comfortable. Um, and we had discussed him like using an air mattress or something and sleeping on the floor in our bedroom. But ultimately... It was too small in there. Yeah, it was it was way too small. We didn't have anything. In, and, I, and I wasn't comfortable with him just like laying on the floor. I wanted him to have something to sleep on. Yeah. So he ended up staying and laying on the couch. And we decided the best thing to do in order to make him feel a little better was we had a storage closet in the apartment that was actually the under part of our upstairs, upstairs neighbor's stairs. So we got a little closet and it was all finished, drywalled, and we just kind of had a couple things in there. I think we had our bikes in there Mm -hmm. and just a couple odds and ends storage things. So we ended up turning that light on and he slept with that light on and that door closed because it would illuminate and you can see light coming from underneath the door as well as around the door frame. Yeah, it created this really nice nightlight glow in there to take out any of the creepiness he was feeling. And we were feeling incredibly bad and we wanted to make sure he felt safe because he was sensing that just something wasn't right. Yeah, he was visibly uneasy and and not very comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I told him, I was like, hey, we'll leave that light on for you and you're welcome to watch TV as much as you want until you're ready to go to bed, then go to bed and we'll get up and hang out tomorrow morning. Yep. So he ended up going to bed super late. I think we crashed pretty early just because we were always exhausted. Yeah. (laughs) And that hasn't changed, but we were definitely (laughs) exhausted then. And in the morning, we got up, got dressed, everybody got ready. We're going to eat some breakfast I think he was getting ready to eat all of the toaster strudels I had in the freezer. Oh my goodness. That kid can put down some toaster strudel. Uh, I think he had like four (laughs) toaster strudels and I was like, well, there's my breakfast for the whole next week. (laughs) (laughs) And he was talking to us and he's like, yeah, he's like last night. He's like, I'm glad the light was on. He's like, because I was a little creeped out, but I felt better after the light in the closet was on. He's like, and I seen your chinchillas uh, hopping around in there. And... (sighs) I was like, what do you mean the chinchillas hopping around in there? He's like, oh, he's like, I know that you guys have the chinchillas and I seen their shadows moving underneath the door in the storage closet. And I heard things moving around in there as well. So I assumed they were just hopping around and like playing in there at nighttime. Yeah, he thought we maybe kept them under the stairs because he didn't see them. Right. So we assumed they were they were living under the stairs now. That was their little chinchilla bedroom. Right. And he didn't know that we had already rehomed them. Yeah. I just kind of played it off and I was like, 
I was like, yeah, they just kind of hang out in there. Mm-hmm. Like, don't worry about it. He was like, oh, okay. And he kind of just completely dropped it out of his mind. But we were very concerned. We gave each other a look like, oh, hell, what? What? It's like that. It wasn't it wasn't an overly spooky little area or anything. Like I said, it was furnished. The light in there lit up the whole thing. Um, it was just like a little angled room, very small. Didn't fit much. But looking back after he had said that, I realized that anytime that door was open, I made sure it was closed. That door never stayed open for more than grabbing something or putting something in there. Right. And I, too, never went in there alone. It was kind of a place that I felt like we shouldn't have, that right. it wasn't really ours. And I I avoided the closets in that apartment like the plague. Well, I completely agree. And after him telling us that, I think it was even rarer that I ever went into that closet. We just kind of kept it closed and stayed out of there if we could avoid it at all. I think it was at that point in time that it really started to become more real for me because my brother was, as a kid, not super intuitive or not super in tune with anything. Mm -hmm. And for him to have been laying there on the couch watching shadows move back and forth underneath the door that was kind of a wake-up call for me that something very weird and potentially bad is happening yes and it's progressively getting more active and worse yeah that moment was the validating moment for me as well because up until this point i think rob and i could really write this off to maybe a joint hallucination a joint sanity a joint (laughs) wig out I don't know I I just uh, it almost seemed like maybe we were together in just this crazy made up scenario Right, chalk it up to exhaustion from overworking and school full time yeah, and school, stress and bills and this and that. First ap- first apartment creeps, you know, all of that. But this moment without telling him anything and him having such a bad feeling in the apartment and then actually having an experience was horrifying. And we did eventually tell him when he got older that <laughs> we didn't have the chinchillas anymore at that time and we lied to him. And he was super creeped out when he did find out. He was like, "You what?" <laughs> he was he was upset. Yeah, he was he was a little upset with me, and I was like, "What what was I supposed to say to you? No, are, we have a haunted apartment." Like, he was a ten year old boy. I was like, "You would have never come back." Yeah, if you had found that out. And at that point, we didn't invite him back. He had no. asked to spend the night after that, and we did not let him or anybody else into the apartment anymore because we were horrified that somebody else would experience something or somebody else would have a bad experience and we had watched these television shows that were like oh no you're gonna get an attachment and it's gonna follow you forever and we were horrified that oh my god what if one of our you know younger siblings comes over here and takes this and it almost became our duty to take on the brunt of it. Yeah, it's like we 
we did not ever want to put anyone else in harm's way and it wasn't until we felt like okay this this escalated quickly for someone who's never even been here mm-hmm. did i think we both realized that we need to really take this seriously and not put anybody else in harm's way at this point we decided that we needed to move out we had lived in the apartment for about nine or nine months at this point yeah we were getting very close to the end of our lease i think we were three months away um i think we had been there for about nine months and we decided that when it came time to release we would not right and we'd unfortunately have to try and find another place to live so we actively started talking about moving and in the apartment (laughs) we actively started talking about getting out in the apartment (sighs) and that was a mistake that ended up causing way more issues and i think we kind of cranked the dial up to 11 at that point with the extremity of things that were happening yeah because whatever was there was listening to us and was not ready to let us go. This is where we're going to end this episode. I'm horrified to record the next episode because it's when we have our very first face-to-face, I would say, sort of encounter with what was really going on. So thank you all for listening to The Spirit Diaries, and I will see you all next time.